And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is DDT Wrestling. Because sometimes we don't say the name of the podcast. And I understand we have an intro. But sometimes you just want to say the name of the podcast. And sometimes you want to say happy holidays to your bestest buddy, Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. Happy holidays, Doc. Thank you, DC Matthews. At the DC Matthews. A happy holiday to you and yours as well. I, I need to know how are things shaping up for the three-hour journey in the backseat of the champ and Mama Matthews car. How is How are the plans? Have you obtained the Twizzlers and the Saltines? What is going on? Uh, I, I have some chocolate no-bake cookies that I was given uh, by a student today, so those will be making our way up. I have some assorted other things. Uh, my parents have have packed some snacks as well. Uh, I th- I'm sure the conversation will be flowing. I am sure, you know, I'm supposed to navigate since the way they go to the Great North Woods is different than the way we go just because we live in two different areas of Connecticut. I can't imagine it's going to be that difficult, but. You're going to navigate from the back seat? <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to say, go on this road. All right. When this road ends. Go on this road. Uh, I mean. There, there's also GPS. I was going to ask, they, do they have a G? Are they aware of, are they aware they, of they, the GPS? The car we're taking has like the Bluetooth capabilities. I, you know, like it's not like they have a Tom Tom or something like that. Yeah. that you need to hook onto the dashboard. Uh, it will be fine. I'm just okay. because, because this will be a new drive for them. I have said, I will make sure they know the way, but yes. Well, it sounds uh, like a good time. I, I have been alone in the house now for about uh, 24 hours now. How have you I not got... succumbed to madness? Oh, <laughs> uh, that, okay. Madness has overcome him, folks. I'm, I'm sipping from a container of wonton soup. Uh, I'm now going to eat a wonton. Um, you may want to look away because I'm going to put the whole thing in my mouth at one time. Uh, this uh, <laughs> this explains why I never heard from you about the pho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We it sounds were, like I you got, got out of school a little later than you were anticipating. <clears throat> I also. did. I got home. By the time we got home, we were asked to stay until the last bus left. And that was later than usual. By the time I got home, it was two in the afternoon. And I had this leftover from last night. So I was like, this works. So. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, DC Matthews just put an entire wonton in his mouth, and, and we should mention we should mention the fact that these are not small wontons. No, no, they are not. Um, they're probably about the size of my wife's fist, at least. Um, here's the thing, though: I also sometimes put whole things in my mouth, whole food items. I should specify, um, and. I mean, I put all sorts of whole things in my mouth. But in terms of food items, DC, yeah. uh, this one always gets me looks, especially from uh, Mrs. Manson. But I, I, I think if anybody else were to observe it, I would get a look as well. So when I go out to breakfast yeah, and I have a choice of how I'm going to get my eggs, 
that will frequently get them over medium. So, okay. you know, that means you still got a nice liquid yolk. Sure. And if I'm going someplace where, say, I'm not getting included in my meal a nice piece of toast that I could <clears> use <throat> to sop up the yolk, one of the things I will do is eat I will, like, well, I will take my fork, I will trim away the excess whites, and I will oh. eat those independently. Okay, but then I, don't know, I, will I don't know why you're getting. I don't know why you're getting looks at. yolk with whites around it and place the whole thing yeah. into my mouth. No, I I see no problem with that whatsoever. I don't eat eggs, but I would imagine doing similar thing. It's it's just a cleanlier way of doing it. I mean, you know, I enjoy the yolk. I think it's delicious. It's rich. It's good fats. And if I had like a nice piece of, of wheat or rye toast, I would be inclined. Sure. To, to, to break the yolk and sop it up that way. But if it's not included with the meal, I'm not paying extra for toast. I will start out by saying you should stop frequenting breakfast places that are not giving you toast when you order eggs. It should be included in all. Well, unfortunately, I've got a local breakfast place. It's a diner and they have a special on their menu. And the special is awesome. I can't I can't bring myself to order anything else. Uh, than the special because the special comes with two eggs, uh, two pieces of bacon, two pieces of sausage, and your choice of two pancakes or two French toast. And mm, okay, it doesn't come with the toast, but it's such a good deal. I can't bring myself to order anything else on the menu. Like I will, I will sometimes. They also have these wonderful stuffed French toasts, which are sure. you know not necessarily the sort of thing that an <clears throat> adult would order, and not. I should say, not every time you go to breakfast. It's a nice indulgement is what I mean. I have nothing against somebody who wants to order these. I just think it's a nice thing to indulge in. Because every so often you want to order chocolate chip pancakes and not get made fun of by your friend's father on like the wedding day breakfast. Hey, in fairness, that was my father and I can't (laughs) control him. Although I think I I probably chimed in. So I, I, I imagine I did my own. Um, you whittling. did. Yeah, you're welcome. But I, I, I come to expect it from you. <laughs> Where do I you think I got and, it from? <laughs> I was shocked and surprised that your father, of all people, would mock my fact. He's like, you know, that's what kids order. You just ordered a kid's <laughs> breakfast. Hey, in fairness, uh, I've seen the light on chocolate chip pancakes. They're delicious. They're, so They're amazing. I love um, making those at home. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, in, in, yeah my def- in my in my defense of the wonton. These are big wontons. The skin is thick and I have never been one to like, you know, now granted I have it in the carton. I didn't put it in a bowl because I'm a heathen when my wife's not around. Um, You know, the act of having to cut this. Okay. I just cut it. Now there's a piece of wonton. Not quite the same. I want all of the, because these are essentially soup dumplings at this point. I want all of that broth, that warm broth that is in this dumpling to explode in my mouth when I bite down on it. Uh, you know, that, that's the same sort of luxurious explosion that one feels uh, when eating an egg in the manner I described. Yes, we, we are just two perfectly content men who want th- full things to explode in our mouths when we when we uh, indulge. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd that like seems to, point out, to sum it up perfectly. <clears throat> this is what the podcast is going to be when my wife's not here. 
<laughs> the doors open. I almost moved like onto the couch. I was like, I could move the mixer and everything. And they're like, I can go anywhere. But then I'd have to bring it back. And that seems like a lot of work. That was exactly my thought process. <laughs> I was like, I wonder how much of an audio difference there would be if I just recorded on the MacBook. I'm sure it's okay, but yeah. Uh, but yes, so uh, doing just fine. Um, it is lonely. Uh, I am not one who has ever lived by myself. I went from living with my parents to having roommates in college to living with Doc Manson for quite a long time. And then I moved in with the woman who is now my wife. So I've never lived. I've never lived alone. You know, you have the college roommates who go home on the weekends. So I guess in that sense, I was alone. But, you know, it's it's a weird feeling. I don't dislike it, but I'm looking forward to tomorrow being reunited with the missus. And I never really thought about that living alone. I mean, I guess I got a taste for it that. When I worked at NASA there, mm-hmm. right? So I, I spent some time over the summer and I lived alone there. And I guess that would have been my first taste of it. And I never really found it weird. Years later, you know, after, after I think living with you, I would eventually get an apartment where I would live by myself for at least a year or two before Mrs. Manson would move in with me. Um, huh. I never really thought about it before. I don't. I don't, hmm. I mean, I guess things are different now, but I never like, I don't remember ever feeling lonely. I, I think yeah. I'm one of those people that, at least back then, I don't know how I would do now, but at least at the time, I, 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 I got along just fine on my own. I don't like people. <laughs> I can't say I love people. And, you know, so the idea that, uh, like last night, I, you know, I leave um, school yesterday at 345. I had scheduled a Chinese food delivery for 430. So I knew food was coming. You know, I, I chatted with we we chatted via FaceTime. And so, you know, like, wait, I, whoa, wait, oh. so are the, is, are, is this leftover wonton soup from yesterday's delivery? Yes. I'm going to give you a round of applause. That is a level of restraint that I did not know DC Matthews had in him. You ordered two soups, didn't you? Of course. Okay. I'm taking of back course. my round of applause. The look on your yeah. face. I knew I knew I, I had caught you. I did I did finish the first one for breakfast this morning, if that makes you feel All any right. better. No, okay. Well, there was a decent amount of wonton soup in this container. Yes. And so I was looking at that and I said, Oh, you got that yesterday? All yeah. right. Okay. No. All okay. All no, right. I ordered okay. I ordered two. To be now fair, I'm they, jealous. There's a, I want there's wonton a min, soup. There's a minimum delivery. So you have to order a certain amount of food. And I didn't want to go crazy and order a ton. So I ordered this. I ordered some rice because in case there was broth left over, uh, Mrs. Matthews isn't a fan of wontons, but she'll put white rice in the broth and she finds that to be decent. Um, I may have gotten some chicken wings. Because, you know, Chinese chicken wings are very good. They're, they're not like I, any other chicken wing. No. No, they're, they are very good. I find and it's similar with wonton soup and really Chinese food in general. It depends on where you go. Oh, sure. Um, most Chinese chicken wings are at least decent. These happen to be very good. 
Um, what do you think I that is? Do they, do they do they fry it in a special oil like peanut oil or something? What is, what is the what is the key here? Either that or it's almost it's not a tempura batter, mm. but there is that like extra crispiness. So I'm like, are they dredging these in rice flour, mm, which perhaps. would make them extra crispy? But uh, but yes, Things so you know, um. Yeah, so we'll we'll do we'll do all right. We got one more night to get through, and then I will be reunited with my lovely bride. You are off to the to the in laws tomorrow, if I remember correctly. Uh, that is correct, sir. I, I don't mean to bring up uh, a sore subject. Was there ever a consideration of seeing your family for the holiday? Was were you no, invited? not really. Was, no, we don't. It's it's at this point. It's just assumed I'm not going to. My parents on the holiday, I think we, it's the usual thing. Um, and I'm sure my parents hate that. Why do you automatically go to her parents on Thanksgiving? They probably would be like, why don't you guys switch off? And it's like, well, we're going to see you for Christmas. And they would say, well, you're going to see them for Hanukkah. But we've all have our dedicated holidays. Why don't you guys switch off for Thanksgiving? <laughs> the thing, the, the thing, the real thing is Hanukkah is not a holiday like Christmas is a holiday. It is a holiday. I'm not saying it's not a holiday, but it, yeah. it just, it, it's one of those holidays that like, if you guys, if we get together for it, okay, it's nice and all, but if sure. we don't get together for it, like nobody feels like anything was missed. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not a given that we are going to get together for Hanukkah. As someone who is married to a lovely woman of the Jewish faith, um, from your experience, where does Hanukkah rank on the list of Jewish holidays in terms of importance? Is Passover more important? Is Yom Kippur more important? I mean, I I I don't think any of them are more or less important. They're all they all just kind of are, and almost all of them are just the same holiday. They're because they're pretty much all just celebrating. Hey, we didn't die. Like, sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. I don't know. The Day of Atonement has a slightly more somber. Yeah, sure. This one is probably the most (laughs) celebratory, but I don't know. I mean, I guess the the New Year um, is also celebratory. What is that? Is that Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur? I think so. No, Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. Okay, so Rosh Hashanah, I believe, is New Year. Year. Yeah, okay. Um, I can tell how. You know how practicing your wife is on the fact that you don't know any of this. No, I mean, she doesn't <clears throat> practice at all. Hasn't been to temple as long as I've known her. So, who do you think would prepare the better Thanksgiving table? Your in-laws or your parents? Hmm. Um. Honestly, the best Thanksgiving table would be prepared by a mixture of the two. Okay. Um, her parents do the entree way better. Their turkey is awesome. Some years he'll, if it's warm enough, he'll do his smoker. Like he is not afraid to get out there and do some craziness with the turkey that really kicks it up a notch uh, that I appreciate um, more than just your standard sort of oven roasted turkey. Um, they also go all out with their dressing. You know, they're really making it from scratch. Um, they're really, you know, and really putting, and some people might find that gross that there's, there's, there's a mushroom base in there and stuff, but like all the flavors come together, all the flavors do come together. And I think 
I think that is a superior bird in dressing. Um, but they really fall apart on the sides. They really fall apart on the sides. Maybe they'll have some green beans or, or something like that. Not like a green bean casserole, you, you understand. But like to them, n- mashed potatoes are not a thing. Uh, uh, sweet potatoes really? are barely a thing. Uh, it, it, yeah, they just they just completely fall apart on the sides. So I would like to combine the, the entree there with a nice sweet potato casserole and and, and uh, you know mashed potatoes, as I said before, uh, and maybe some I don't know, scalloped potatoes if you want to get crazy. I don't know, but yeah, I feel like they really fall apart there. And then in terms of dessert. Uh, if I had to pick between the two, I would still probably go with my parents because they're not afraid to just, you know, get yourself some delicious cannolis from the local bakery. Or my mom will make a, a cheesecake sometimes that she likes to make. Um, but her parents, they're they're more um, health conscious, so their desserts uh. aren't as indulgent. A lot of times, mm-hmm. but I will say, you know, her mom is is always baking from scratch. It's where it's where Mrs. Manson, I think, you know, gets that from. But the problem with her mom is like she'll read a recipe and she'll be like, oh, this just has way too much sugar in it. So I'm going to cut the sugar in half or I'm going to cut it in a quarter. And then you, you have yourself this slice of cake or slice of pie. And you're like, I mean, this seems this it, it, it seems like this is a. a a uh, highfalutin, really high class sort of dessert, but where's the sugar? Like, where's it's not yeah. sweet? Like, it's like, why am I eating this? This is not, this is not what I want from my dessert. And Mrs. Manson is with me on that. I think I don't think that's no shots fired in this household on that one. That <clears throat> that reminds me of the great uh, John Panette bit where he's talking about gluten free foods, and he's like, you know what this needs? Gluten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, my, I have an aunt who is also health conscious and will, you know, she'll be like, oh, I replaced the the sugar or whatever with carob syrup. And I'm like, okay, whatever that is, is disgusting. Yeah. These cookies are borderline inedible. Now that she has grandchildren, she has gotten better. But, um, but yeah, that's interesting. You know, my, <clears throat> my in-laws, whom I love dearly, in case they ever do listen to the show, um, they, you know, they're not big meal like my parents will make a huge meal at the drop of a hat sure and i imagine your family would do similarly yeah um my my in-laws don't so they put together a pretty nice table it's nice that my wife is up there now to kind of assist with that but it's a small spread right is that where you're going with this there's well there's yeah because like my mom there's, will literally have 18 different things on the table yeah whereas for them you've got the entree you've got the green beans maybe you've got a salad and we're calling it a day. Like, that's your Thanksgiving feast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, it's gotten better now that, you know, because we have this <clears throat> now combined um, bleh, combined Thanksgiving, it's gotten better because now there's more people to feed. Yeah. Um, But there'll be things. There'll be turkey. There'll be stuffing or dressing, depending on how you want to call it. It isn't in the bird. So I suppose then it is dressing. Um, <clears throat> It's. Mashed, pot- there will be mashed potatoes. There's usually some sort of turnip thing for my father-in-law. Um, there's often not anything green. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's not bad. But I'm, you know, seeing these things and talking about Thanksgiving dinners and 
doing some Thanksgiving lessons with my students. I wonder how many people make a ham. Because it seems to be an option, at least. Yeah, it and seems like, especially online, I've been seeing it like as a dueling thing. But like, I have never even once had ham for Thanksgiving, yeah. nor have I ever considered the idea of having a ham for Thanksgiving. Which um, meat do you prefer? Turkey, 100%. If really? I could get away okay. not having ham at any of the holidays, I would. Okay. Don't, Interesting. don't I would care for ham. ham. All right. Um, Speaking of pork products, uh, from the resident uh, member of the Jewish faith, I texted your wife. Um, I said, what would you say is the most important Jewish holiday? Where does Hanukkah rank? And she wrote, not high. Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah are the biggies. Hanukkah has basically become a kid's holiday that was Christmasified to make Jewish kids feel better. Getting gifts isn't traditional in any way, shape, or form. Okay. So there is the expert. So yeah, Hanukkah is not necessarily a huge deal, which is interesting that you would, like, I understand the wanting to go over and celebrate it, but this year, I think especially Hanukkah starts next week, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty soon. So, so are you going to go over for Thanksgiving and then go over a week later for Hanukkah? No, um, they got a new uh, puppy dog a few months ago now. Um, so when we went by our local Costco, uh, which just opened up this last week, uh, we purchased a dog bed, which is currently in the car, and we will drop off as a Hanukkah gift at Thanksgiving because we ain't waiting. Um, how was Costco? We didn't go. It's large. Was it, everything you, was it everything you dreamed? It's the largest Costco I've ever been in. And the one down, okay. down south in the state is pretty large. This one is large. Is there not one in the bigger city next to where you grew up? There is one, and that one is relatively small. Okay. That one is a relatively small one. Um, this is huge. This place is huge. It's um, very nice, very, you know, very clean, but it's also very new. But Costco tends to be very clean. So. Did you get a hot dog? No, I don't I don't tend to do the hot dog meal. Um, Mrs. Manson likes the hot dogs, um, but I don't really. I prefer uh, instead they have a the, the, and their menu ha, has become smaller during COVID. They got rid of a lot of their options. They only kept a few things. The hot dog is one of them. Um, but the other thing that I that they kept that I do like is a chicken bake. Um, it's this big, long, toasted thing that kind of, um, you know, it's like a, almost like a calzone, a long calzone. I was going to say, is it like a stromboli? Type yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's a stromboli, really. Um, and it's got chicken in there and bacon and um, maybe like a, I don't know if it's a Caesar sauce. I don't think it's Caesar, but, you know. Anyways, it's delicious. Um, I, I usually get one of those. Uh, Mrs. Manson tends to get the hot dog, although recently she's been anti-hot dog because the hot dog you get there is very large. And then... She proceeds uh, to taste it for the rest of the day. The hot sure. dogs have not been agreeing with her system. So when we were there, we we skipped getting lunch. We did not partake. But would you recommend going? I mean, yeah, I like I like I, Costco. Well, I like. I, mean, I believe this is will be the first time either of us have been in a Costco. I mean, I can get very far without a membership. Oh uh, well, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I know Doc Manson. Let me in. <laughs> Is he here? Um, would you would you say you're now officially on vacation? Was it nice not having to work as hard this week? Um, I mean, I still got some grading to do, so 
Um, but yeah, it's nice taking a little breather. That's hard. What's the countdown until you actually get on vacation vacation? What do you mean? Winter break? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have a countdown. You, you, have, you have a countdown, huh? I think. I know that when I we get think, back, I know there's three and a half weeks until Christmas break for us. And I would imagine that's less for you. Yeah, it is. You're on a college schedule. So they were off this week, which means next week they've got their last bit of lab, which means the first full week of December would be the lab finals. Um, and then my final from the class I'm teaching is the, that Monday, the 13th. So after that, I think. Okay. So a couple weeks. Yeah. Getting there. I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, without, well, we, we, I can't, we can't talk spoilers because I don't think either of us, if the final doesn't come out until Friday. Uh, I have heard you have started watching the new season of The Bake Off. Yeah. I am just curious. Are you team Giuseppe or team Jurgen? I'm on both teams. Okay. Fair enough. I love them both. One is an engineer. The other is a physicist. As a scientist, I support them both. Okay. What are your thoughts on Lizzie? I don't care for her. She grows. I found she grew on me. I find that her work is sloppy at best. Yeah, I'm more talking personality-wise. Oh, um, I love her accent. It's very cute. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, the, uh, the final is Friday. I am hoping that I have not had it spoiled. I don't believe I have, but even if I have, it's fine. But um, it's good. I'm, you know, that's an enjoyable show, I must say. Great British Bake Off. Uh, what what team are you on, DC? Oh, I am. I enjoy them both, but I am. I am strongly in in Team Giuseppe. I believe uh, Giuseppe is by far um, the more consistent and higher quality um, producer of of content for sure. I think Jurgen is definitely more inconsistent. Um, I th- I think Giuseppe is a machine. When it comes to putting yeah. nicely put together things, I, I think Jurgen's. I don't even know if his highs were better than Giuseppe's highs. Jurgen has, you know, he can do great stuff. Yeah, and then but Giuseppe's a machine. Like, yeah, if he doesn't win, I'll be very surprised because um, he, he's he's he, again he's just a machine. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, no. And again, I have My no idea on... if he's already been eliminated at this point. Again, I'm only on like episode five or six or something. So, yeah. My wife is heavily in team Christelle, which is fine. I don't mind Christelle. Christelle, I um, like. The thing with Christelle is um, I she has, I feel like she's gone back to the well too many times already, but she's very good at the, the piping those flowers. She's done a couple of different uh showcase showcase what do they call it the, the showstopper showstoppers thank you showstoppers where she did flowers and they looked beautiful i feel like i feel like in previous seasons of the show i'm thinking back to like raul's season is probably where this was maximized showstoppers were showstoppers they were all over the top and these big huge mm-hmm. spectacular things and i feel like there's been a shift away from the real spectacular showstoppers that were around a few seasons ago. And I feel like Christelle 
is the only one that has shown me thus far that she is capable of a showstopper that is to that level of what it used to be. Again, I still think Giuseppe is way more methodical, and I appreciate the cleanliness of everything that he does, the precision. Uh, I prefer his work, but I, I do feel like hers is more bombastic sometimes in a way that shows very well. I wonder if part of the reason, especially well, no, only for the last two seasons, because they're in a bubble <clears throat> and it's not go home and practice this all week. Mm. It's we're recording every like, I don't remember what they said, but it's like something like every three or four days they record another episode. So, you know, it's they don't have a They have a practice tent. I'm sure they're not able to, you know, do as much in a practice tent as they would if they had lots of time to. That could be, you know, that could be. But, but yeah, I'm. It's it's been a good season. I look forward to the finale on Friday, and then I will just sit and be sad until the next season comes out. I wish they were just right back to back to back. But I understand. Then we would get old. Uh, let's see. What else is on my list? Oh, I was supposed to warn you at the beginning. Um, uh, as, a, as a little twist, when we get to the piece of positivity, I am just going to ask you what you are thankful for this year. If you have something more, re- like a recent one, that's fine. But I'm more going for a, an overall, what are your pieces of, what have your pieces of positivity been low these last 12 months? Or so. Okay. Um, I'm assuming you don't care at all about what happened at Survivor Series. Not at all. Do you care about the whole Seth Rollins got jumped by a fan? Uh, I mean, story I that care made national headlines. Insofar as, you know, an entertainer got attacked by a person, and that should never happen. Okay. I saw. I don't like. I don't have much more else to contribute to that. I mean, no, nope, that's fair. Hey, I don't know. How about you? How do you feel about it? Uh, I found it interesting. The backlash and poor Chavo Guerrero. Um, I think tried to get some relevancy, and I suppose did in the controversy creates cash element. Um, people remembered that he existed. But uh, what you know, did he have to say for himself? He, he tweeted out something about remember when uh, back in the day when the wrestlers would have beat the crap out of this guy and when wrestlers were men or whatever. So he took issue with the fact, you know, Rollins, that the guy tackles him. Rollins grabs him, immediately puts him in a guillotine, like legit chokehold and basically just kind of holds him there until officials can grab the guy and they hand him over to security. Um, it's not like one of those things. People were sharing this uh, video from the 90s where, you know, Triple H is wrestling Austin. A fan jumps in the ring. Triple H basically, like, gives him almost a legit German suplex. And then he and the referee are, like, taking turns punching and kicking this guy in the face for, you know, for getting into the ring. And I'm like, that would not have gone over well in 2021. Um, so... Rollins, I thought, did exactly, you know, subdue the guy, get him out of there. You know, if he had started beating the crap out of him, it would have become a whole different story. Neutralize the threat. De-escalate the situation. Move forward. So, 
I, you know, and just people then started making fun of poor Kerwin White. And I was like, hey, he was the very first greatest wrestler of all time. It's true. Do you think with your upcoming vacation, I know you have other things that you might have to be doing depending on life circumstances or whatever. Um, are we going to dive back into the world of pro wrestler rankings or did we just make Brandon Banks excited for nothing? I think we should dive I, back into it. Okay. I was going to say, I'd like to point out, I am perfectly okay with either answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should, I think we should dive back into it. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is going to sound redonkulous, but I think it might be a good goal um, to maybe release like one of those a month or something. I think that's fair. I don't think a, a weekly show is is required, nor do I think it's a good idea. I'll be interested to see if we schedules. finish before we perish, but you know. When we're done, when the episodes stop coming, um, those are all the wrestlers that have ever existed. Everyone else is a figment of your imagination. So um, I just want to say I jumped into my podcast app this week. Okay. Because I feel like the shows that I like to listen to have slowly been dwindling over the years, you know. I think for a long time, my reckoning of, my reckoning of this was put off because the Bombcast was a constant staple in my life. Sure. And that show is very frequently a two or three hour event on a weekly yeah. basis. So it gives me plenty to listen to. I've stopped listening to the Giant Bombcast because... I just, I don't care for you, the current crop of personality. That, that was it. You had said that the, you know, people left. Do you still listen to Beastcast? The Beastcast um, no longer exists either. because the Oh, that's right. Two of the members of the Beastcast were part, were part of that crew that left the bomb, giant bomb. I thought, I thought when we had had this conversation, there was some other, whether it was West Coast, East Coast, I thought there was some other section of this that you were still listening to well so the people who left giant bomb started their own company and they now have a podcast the next lander podcast and i've been listening to that the next lander podcast i enjoy but it's usually about an hour and a half a week um mm -hmm. and that's it and that's fine but you know i i don't listen to all the other video game shows i used to listen to i don't really care for any of them anymore i don't really care for glenn miller anymore and his whole kind of funny stuff. It became way too pandering years ago. Um, and then like I, I used to listen to this podcast called uh, Player One Podcast. And I would just I just thought of them again this last this last couple of days. Yesterday, maybe I maybe I'll check out what they're doing. You know, and I listened. I, there was an old comedy podcast I used to listen to called The Comedy Button. I looked them up and they have a really a whole different cast and all the people who I used to like there aren't really there anymore. And so I just, I was looking through all these shows that I used to like, and I'm not really picking any of them back up again. And then I started looking through the discover new section of my podcast app and man, like everything on podcasts now, like all of it is like either low level celebrities talking about topical bullshit or it's like true crime. Yep. Or it's rewatches. Rewatches, or I was going to say like 
like radio serials, like like narrative fiction. And like, I have no interest in any of that. I don't know what I want, but like nothing that I was looking at. I started listening to this show called Smartless. Um, and that's fucking terrible. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I like Will Arnett and all that, but like, yeah. And what's the guy from um, Arrested Development? What's his name? Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason Bateman. He's like, and don't get me wrong. Like, our shtick sometimes is like we don't know what we're talking about. But like, they just never know what they're talking about, and it just—that's it's just not entertaining. That's a, that's a show where I will listen to it depending on the guest. Yeah. So like November 1st or whatever it was, Tom Hanks was on it. I listened to that episode because I like Tom Hanks. This week it was Halle Berry. I could give a damn about Halle Berry, so I didn't listen to that episode. Yeah. Um, I listened to one where they were talking to the U.S. Attorney General. Uh, then they absolutely would not know what they were talking I about. I just, the Surgeon General. I'm sorry, the Surgeon General. And yeah, it's just like, why am I listening to this? Like, I don't know. I just. Yeah. My issue, my issue with that show is that the hosts make fun of each other, which I'm sure if you're a regular listener is part of the banter that you enjoy, Sure, but they'll all of a sudden they stop talking to the guests and they're making fun of each other for a few minutes. And I'm like, I don't care. Mm. I don't care about what you're saying right now. Please go back to talking to, you know, because sometimes they ask insightful questions. Usually it has to be another like Hollywood celebrity because then they have a shared experience. I used to listen um, to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts, yep. but it doesn't seem like he has that many podcasts anymore. Even like Smodcast, I was like, seems like it no. barely comes out. Uh, Hollywood Babylon is gone. Nope. I don't care the, about Fat Man on Batman or whatever it's they yeah, call it Fat now. Fat Man Beyond comes out. I listen to that for the new, you know, for the news section. Is that um, is that a he, comic book show exclusively or it's it's comic book culture. So they'll, yeah. you know, they talked about the new Spider-Man trailer. They went and saw um Dune and they talked who about Dune. Who is on that show with him? It's Mark Bernardin who is a uh writer. So like, you know, he's written a couple of comics that I've read. He wrote on the new season of Masters of the Universe that Kevin Smith did for Netflix. Was that any good? Um, Cuz I I feel like it probably wasn't. But I don't know I that watch. for sure. I didn't watch. I didn't watch. By the time it came out, uh, there was so much backlash because there was going to be focus on a female character. So it oh, wasn't no. female. That I, and again, it's just not something I'm going to be seeking out. I remember liking He-Man when I was a kid. I don't have enough nostalgia for it. It's not X-Men 97. I don't have enough nostalgia for it that I'm like, oh, yes, let me desperately watch that. Yeah. Um, but that's the only Kevin Smith podcast that I listen to. Like I, I still listen to Tell Him Steve Dave, which is, used to be a, a Smodco podcast, and I still listen to yep. them. But even them, I I wonder why I listen to them anymore because, like, they're just so they they just they will speak like I do find them funny still, but they speak so often on topics that they know nothing about sure. that it's it's just like. Uh, I don't know. I, I have trouble listening to that as well. Like, I, I feel like I, I I feel like I'm falling out of love with podcasts. Uh, 
the ones that I listen to garbage regularly. Um, I listen to Piece of Business, not just because they're friends of the show, but I do listen to that. Yeah. Um, I listen to All Fantasy Everything, which is where comedians like fantasy draft random stuff. Uh, so like yeah. they'll fantasy, you know, they'll fantasy draft items from a fast food menu. So, you know, I want a burger from here, the fries, from you know, and so that's funny. But again, I've listened to it from the beginning. So, you know, the people. Yeah. Um, I listen to Penn Sunday School, which is Penn of Penn and Teller. Yeah. Um, but again, I've listened to it long enough that I know the people. And I listen to Fat Man Beyond. Those are the only podcasts I listen to regularly. Um, I think part of the issue is everyone is doing podcasts now. And, you know, I, I have two. You had two at one point. You had three at one point with Horrid and Sound Scary. Yeah. Um, and now people are putting things behind a paywall in some cases, which is fine. I have no interest in stupid Joe Rogan or... Mark Marin or any of those other people. Nope. Um, but it's hard to find ones that are of a topic that is interesting to me. With the exception of Jeremy and Glenn, I don't want to listen to another wrestling podcast. Right. I have no interest in listening to wrestling content. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, you might like our show. We go back and listen to, um, you know, we were watching Raw and we review Raw, we review Nitro. And I'm like, I'm sure there are parts of that that are good, but it's fine. You know, I keep meaning to. I should download it today as I want to listen to Brent's show, who's now a bestie. I want to listen to his show. Yeah. Because um, I listen sometimes to when he has Glenn or Jeremy on the show or when he's on their show. Um, but, you know, just those three podcasts that I named, Piece of Business, All Fantasy Everything, and Penn Sunday School, that gets me through my commute. Because usually I'm in a car with my wife and we don't listen to podcasts. So what kind of those topics does Penn talk about on the Sunday school? Uh, it depends. You know, it started off very early. It was talking about being an atheist and a libertarian. Um, oh, and you lovely. Because he is, but he was both. Um, then it got to be. <clears throat> Talking about his, you know, he lost a whole bunch of weight. There was a lot of talk on the weight loss journey and things like that. Now it's more, you know, you know, checking in with he hosts with another guy who is a improv comedian who is now becoming a magician and a juggler. So it's what's going on with their lives and funny stories. They talk sometimes about current events and things. Um, and sometimes it's talking about, you know, Penn and Teller themselves and, they, you know, they're doing this or they have, you know, this episode that I'm listening to today was they have a magician from Spain who's staying with them and working on stuff. And they're talking about what magic is life in, like in Spain versus magic in America and all of that. So Does Teller speak on the podcast. He's not on the show. Didn't think so. Okay. It's just it's just Penn. Um, again, I like it, but I have listened enough to be invested in. So when, you know, the juggler talks about crazy antics on one of his juggling shows i find it entertaining i'm not sure that you going in some they're like 700 episodes in right now i was it's thinking i'm to gonna st- get way into joe rogan you could absolutely go for it have fun yeah yeah 
Um, it's hard though because are you asking for bestie podcast recommendations? <sighs> Maybe. Or are you more just reflecting well, like I just, I just, on the nature? Yeah, the nature of the podcast has definitely changed. Like I'm just looking through it. I'm just like, it's not even like I'm so, like, sorry, Jason Bateman, sorry, Will Arnett, but it's not even like real celebrities. Not that, although I will, I, I take that back because I actually kind of feel like in today's world of the internet, there is no such thing as a real celebrity anymore. I feel like everybody is kind of the same, even uh, playing field. There are famous people, don't get me wrong, who have way more money than I will ever have, but I don't really feel like there are any like super movie stars like there used to be, but. I don't know. Like, I don't want to hear about from them. I don't want to hear from Sarah Silverman. I don't want to hear from sure. Joe Rogan or Mark Marin or I don't know. I just, it's just, it's so commercialized at this point. And like, it's yeah. just these people that like, well, why should I care what they have to say? They're not funny. Yeah. Well, they know, are funny. I don't at, know. But eh. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the top shows. Uh, a lot of these look like, they're either current events or, like you said, those true crime shows. Um, it looks like the cast of Always Sunny probably is watching Always Sunny and talking about the show. There's The Daily, which I guess is a new show. Um, you know, like the Stuff You Should Know podcast, part of me is interested in that just because... I used to listen to it, that, but... Eh. Well, that's it. It's like... I just found that you know, a lot of times... A lot of times when you have those shows where people talk about a lot of different topics, they invariably start talking about stuff that they clearly don't know anything about, and yeah. they're not very well researched. Um, the only show that I like along those lines is Skeptoid. I still listen to Skeptoid. He talks about all sorts of different topics, and the reason why I like that show is because it's extremely well researched. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's much easier to just record a show without doing the research as we well know oh, as we well this know. episode 297 and we don't prepare just ask gq um, about his uh sound scary experience uh so yeah i you know do you think somewhere out there gq just yelled at his radio what that son <laughs> of a bitch <laughs> uh do you think you're you're ready for audiobooks are you are you going to move into the world of audiobooks? I don't think so because if I if I were, I would probably be more open to the narrative style podcasts. But I just don't really have any interest in that. I'd rather read a book than than listen to a book. They're just they're different mediums. Like I I don't feel like I don't I don't like audiobooks, honestly. Like I don't I feel like they just take way too long. And like again because it's written it's it's a written book that's meant meant to be read. And and I just feel like, I feel like if you literally just read a book aloud, it doesn't translate just like how you can't make a, a book directly into a movie. It's an adaptation. Like, I feel like yeah. if you really wanted to make an audio book good, you would do an adaptation, which would make it more like a radio play. So maybe again, sure. those narrative style podcasts are actually what I'm looking for because that is more tailored for the media medium, right? Yeah, but you have to find a good but one. But you have to find a That's good one. And like I'm not I just I'm not interested. Well, 
while I while I run to the restroom because I've just eaten a whole bunch of soup and a whole bunch of water, um, make your plea to the besties for either recommendations or share your interests. And you know what do you, what are you looking for in a perfect world? What is a an ideal Doc Manson podcast? Or you can just sit quietly while I go to the bathroom. I mean, God damn it! I'm leaving. I'm just, do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he cracks me up. Yeah, I don't know what I'm looking for in a podcast. I really don't. Uh, maybe it's me that's changed more than the medium, right? Try to be self-aware and reflective on that. I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't really know what topics I'd be looking for. I think part of the reason I'm not interested in, you know, listening to video game podcasts like I used to is because I'm just not that into video games anymore. It used to be for a long time, I, I listened to way more than I was playing, which was fine. And I really don't think my, I mean, yes, at this point, my playing is almost non-existent. But even still, I just don't think that's a hobby of mine anymore. And that's maybe part of my problem is I don't have any hobbies really anymore. I don't play video games. I don't, I'm not way into exercise. I'm not a hiker. I'm not like, I don't know. I just don't really have hobbies, I guess. So. Maybe that's my problem. Welcome back, DC. No hobbies. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think about, you know, it's not like you're interested in, you are interested in movies. Do you enjoy other horror movie podcasts? Do you listen to, have you tried listening to other horror movie podcasts? I have tried listening to a few, some of the big ones in the field, uh, in, in the, you know, in the, Potiverse, I guess. I don't know, potosphere. Um, and I don't like any of them. I really don't. Um, the vast majority of people on these shows strike me as not knowing anything about movies. And I know that that's like very judgmental, but like, so like one of the things I did get way into recently, and it's the opposite of what I'm talking about here, is red letter media, right? I was watching Best yep. of the Worst. I'm watching their half in the bag episodes and all that. Those guys know movies. Those guys get it. They understand writing narratives and filming and editing. And like, they, I mean, they literally went to film school. And so I find their discourse to be very, very informative. Um, I find myself agreeing with them a lot and it doesn't hurt that they also share a love for garbage movies, B movies, bad horror movies, and that sort of thing. So taking that same, you know, sort of mindset that I have and applying it to the same types of movies that I like. But yeah, I, I find a lot of the, the horror movie podcast shows are just like, they're just like, this is going to sound bad. I'm not, I don't know if I can even exactly explain what I mean, but some shows are just fanboy shows you know what I mean? Where they're they they're just like hyping themselves up, like, oh, I can't believe this movie's coming out. I'm so excited to see this movie. I can't wait for this movie to come out. The movie comes out and they're just like, Oh, I loved it so much. It was so good. And this, you know what I mean? It's just like it's just like this constant hype train. Uh, and I just I just I mean, yes, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there in the bestieverse that would love to argue with me and talk about how I'm overly negative, I'm negative about everything, and isn't it good just to be positive sometimes? And what's wrong with just being positive? I don't know. It just, it just comes across as empty and shilling. And, you know, knowing that these people are getting 
deals and merchandise and knowing that they're getting advertisements and things like it just it feels to me like I'm being marketed to. It doesn't strike sure. me as authentic in any way. And I've had that problem actually with a lot of, you know, wrestling shows as well. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm looking for, I guess I'm looking for something that's less mainstream, more, um, more analytical, but there's not that many of those shows. I, I mean, I should know, right. I put together horrid, which was very much that it's found almost no audience whatsoever, even in the horror movie fan, um, era. And I think part of that is because it's just not approachable as a show. It, it, it you know, it reads, it reads very scholarly. I think people find it boring. And that's my read on the situation anyways. And you know, I, did they, did they say that, or are you just assuming that since no one has listened to it yet, that they must find it boring? I'm assuming that people find it boring because, like they, when they do listen, it doesn't seem to translate to listening to the rest of the episodes. You sure. know what I mean? So, I, I and, but like, sounds scary. On the other hand, that show just keeps doing gangbusters in in like long term listening. Um, those episodes keep getting listened to and there's somebody out there that really likes that show and they just keep listening to it and it keeps finding new people. And part of that's probably because, you know, it's 28, 30 episodes named after very popular mainstream movies. So people go and they look up their favorite horror movie. And if we have an episode on it, they find it, you know? Um, yeah. But <sighs> should we start naming our episode? Should we go back? And name our episodes after wrestlers. It has nothing to do with them. But like episode 154 is now titled Rusev slash Miro. And so people might listen and we'll trick them. <laughs> uh, well, DDT episode 297, Rusev slash Miro will, will be our test run. Yeah. Uh, 298, Heidenreich. Yeah, Heidenreich. Now that's a show I could get behind. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think I think you make some very valid points. I think when podcasts started, Kevin Smith was like, "Get on board before they either make you pay to do it, or before it gets taken over." And there's just too much of it, and that I think has happened. There are now too many podcasts, and I love that people have. Don't get me wrong. I get great enjoyment out of recording the joy of booking. And I know like five people are listening and I'm okay with that. It makes me think about this show, to be honest. It makes me think about like, we have our, our group of besties and I love the yep. besties and they do listen a lot. And we would have stopped doing this a long time ago if it weren't for them. Um, yep. But it does make me think, cause I, I look at that and I'm like, you know, there's 18 different shows hosted by, people who were, have been in the wrestling business. Eric Bischoff has his show. Jim sure. Cornette has his show. I love you say 18. It's like 100. Right. Like but. Arn Anderson's got a show. Like, you know what I mean? Like yep. we are never going to find new listeners. DDT wrestling is never going to find new listeners. And even if we did rebrand the show and call ourselves something different, we are never going to find an audience. I don't think. Well, yeah. Cause we've, we've had this discussion. If we're not a wrestling show, we are a casual current events pop culture show. And if there's 180 pro wrestler shows, there are 1,800 
current events, conversation, pop culture. Shows. And you like you go to your podcast app in the discover section. And again, it's just all famous people like. Yeah. I, the, They've learned that this is a the democratization to, you know, of podcasts has happened, right? Like it's no longer this underground niche thing. And it just makes me wonder. I mean, it makes me feel like we are relics. The medium is not what it was when we started the show. And it, it no. and the, definitely not. I think that's not a question. Um, and it just makes me feel like I think we've outlived our usefulness as a show. And I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I feel like I feel like there's no point in us putting out any more episodes of DDT wrestling in terms of doing it as a thing that is meant to be consumed by others. And don't get me wrong. We've never had that strong mindset of we were going to get famous. I mean, we always hoped that we were going to find an audience and we would get people listening and so on and so forth. Like that was a goal. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that was never important to us, but we've talked many times about that, but now it just feels like this is literally it. Like it's just going to dwindle and what's the point? Like, don't get me wrong. I think the point is personal satisfaction, speaking with each other. We enjoy the act of recording. If we didn't enjoy it, we also would have stopped a long time ago, but it was weird because I, I can think back to a time when we enjoy doing it. And it seemed like this great wide open, we were involved with this network and this other show. And it felt like, even though we weren't really going anywhere, it still felt like it was growth. It felt good. Like it was expanding and different and we were doing something. We were getting out there and we were performing our improv shows still in front of our audiences that hand happened to wander in. Now it feels like we're doing our improv shows and don't get me wrong. I love the same 10 people, but every single night it's, it's, it's returning soup to a deli because Max is in the audience <laughs> every night. Oh my god! You, you know what I mean? And like, I feel like that fucking guy. It's, 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 I love you. I love you, Mitchell. I love you, Jeremy. I love you, Glenn. And I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but it's all it's Max's all the way down, right? Uh, Glenn and Jeremy have had this conversation because they have said in many cases, Brandon Banks and I are the only people who talk about their podcast. Yeah. And maybe they, you know, they, I think at this point they might have more listeners than we do. Possibly that's because Glenn is better at marketing than I am. Um, or part of it's because they have the connection with the AWI pod or whatever. Or maybe um, they just put on a damn good show. You ever think about maybe they are, they, maybe they're just entertaining personalities and we are not. They, they are. I think we're all entertaining personalities, but I, you know, but it's, we are screaming into the void and we know who our void is. And again, I don't know that there's a way. The void has gotten a voidier. I've, I've thought about it. I've honestly thought about if I were to put myself out there and say, all right, in 2022, I want to appear on one new podcast a month. And I just started trying to like go out and do podcasts and like go on to other people's wrestling shows and chat with them and talk, you know, and then we could mention that we had a show. I don't know how many new people that would bring into the fold. Right. Maybe it would bring another five or six. You know, we have Brent and I love Brent and I'm glad he's part of it. But 
this whole thing started because we started talking about pro wrestler rankings. Are you are you going at this in the we need the ranking show to be the main show because that at least has a theme? The, the, I, I think the ranking about- show will also fail to garner an audience. Like I, I honestly think it's impossible for uh, people. I think it's impossible for us to, to break through at with anything, regardless of the topic. Um, I just, I just don't think that's possible. When you look at what's out there, and again, the void and how voidy it has become, I just, I just don't see how it's possible. Should we be moving our podcast to TikTok? Perhaps, but then we would need to have video. <laughs> Um, and then you started talking about the giant bomb cast and I'm like maybe that's it on episode 300 Glenn and Jeremy just start hosting the show (laughs) you just fade into the night (laughs) it's welcome to DDT wrestling we're your new hosts yeah I don't don't, don't think I don't don't know why Jeremy or Glenn would agree to that if they've got more listeners than we do (laughs) there's no value in the DDT brand DC I, I do this one. The main reason is because I have talked to you more in the last yeah. five plus, like I get to talk to you every week. That's the main reason I do. I think, and I honestly think I, that's the main reason I will continue to do this. Yeah. The, the second reason is I enjoy our little improv. Oh, I do. And I, I, I have, I have, I enjoy I have our tabs audience. open. Like, I enjoyed. I have tabs all. open. I have tabs open of like the most popular Thanksgiving dishes by state because I was like that might be an interesting conversation, and then we never got into it. And I was like, all right, fine, let me close those tabs. Um, and then I do it because we have the besties, and they seem to enjoy it. And I don't enjoy Twitter all the time. I enjoy the bestie chat all the time. Yeah, and so I enjoy this little commune that we have built. But, um, but yeah, you know, I don't remember the last time I was like, we're going to grow listeners. I, I, I don't think it's a practical idea. No. And I just think, you know, so, like having also tried sound scary and also having tried horrid, all very different ways of doing things. Like, don't get me wrong. Sound scary gets a lot of listens because of the titles of, I, th- I think because of the titles of those episodes, but I don't see yeah any of those listens translating to interest. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about sound scary on Twitter. Nobody's sending emails to the sound scary email address. So there's literally like these thousands of, of listens that are being, that are happening over a course of a month or so. Like it, it dwarfs what we do on this show. And yet are they must just all be bots that are searching for popular terms because again if nobody's talking about it nobody's actually getting in touch so there's a disconnect there either that or some you know so like i typed in just cuz i was curious 15 minutes ago i typed in rusev like and you know maybe there's an episode of one of these podcasts that has to do with rusev and maybe i listen to it i you know I don't necessarily comment on every episode of the I listen to. I'm certainly not going to listen to the Ryback show, but um, you know, it, I do wonder if maybe they are just listening and you know, whether they enjoy the show or they don't enjoy the show. Um, 
you know, they listen to that episode and they move on. I'm sure a lot of people have been looking up every Ghostbusters podcast because now Afterlife is out. Many people are raving about it. Some people are not raving about it. It's a it's a fairly, you know, popular topic of discussion. So have you seen it yet? No, not yet. Are you going? I think so. Okay. That's all I'll say. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. We could, I, I, you know, I would hate to do the this. Halloween spooktacular episode of sound scary yes. from 2021 yes. GQ. Hold on to your crotch. Published 24 days ago. How many listens? Yes. 575. 4,499. Wow. Um, Okay, but I but I don't think anyone's go, actually go listening to it. But but okay, just out of curiosity, so I can go drink heavily when this is over. Um, what was our number of listens from three weeks ago? <laughs> um, I'll guess. I'll guess uh, twenty four. Um, fifty nine. Okay, better than my guess, I suppose. But that is. So that is over 4,000 more downloads. It's a hundred times more downloads than we regularly get on this show. But I don't think and anyone's GQ, actually listening walked, to it. And GQ walked away from that. You I don't, I don't understand, though. Because, again, nobody, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's getting in touch with me about it. Nobody's mentioning it on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like. And like we we do the same things. We 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 talk about the email address. We talk about who we are, like where to find. Like you know, I I think it's bots. It's got to be bots. I, but like I I don't know. Anyways, I enjoy talking to you, so we'll keep doing that. And I enjoy the besties, so I'll if, keep I'll keep chatting. With the say, if you want to if you want to end at episode two ninety nine, I'll be sad and think it's hilarious. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not saying that. Nobody I hope nobody All was right. worried about that throughout this conversation. Are, are you saying that we should read some emails? Yeah, let's let's read some emails. Maybe maybe they'll pull us out of our funk. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I see four. And the first one, uh, I can't believe he's back. Jeffrey, the guy who listens to our show who doesn't have Twitter. DC and Doc. It's Jeffrey from Massachusetts. Who doesn't have Twitter? How are you guys? I've been on hiatus, but I'm back and catching up on podcasts. Just wanted to check in and hopefully at some point reclaim my status as a bestie. I know it will be tough, but I can do it. Sounds like you guys are well, so that's good, as am I. Look forward to the next podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys and your families. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who still doesn't have Twitter sent from my iPhone. I love that somebody who's not on Twitter listens to this show. I don't know how. I it's but, lovely. Hey, it's lovely. Uh, happy holidays to you as well. Uh, you are always a bestie, Jeffrey. I'll just say that right now. Always Heck yeah. a bestie. Uh, next is Che, November 24th. Evening, gents. As today is National Jukebox Day, if you are heading Let to a check. local bar and could choose only five songs to entertain your fellow patrons, what would they be? Have a great Thanksgiving. Che, sent from my weary hands. Uh, 
shall we do what we usually do and go kind of back and forth? Or do you want to come up with a playlist together? How do you want to do this? Uh, playlist together. Okay. Um, what are you thinking? I, I want to do, again, the John Mulaney bit where he went to a bar and played What's Up Pussycat by Tom Jones like 12 times in a row. Yeah, that's a good way to get murdered. Um, I think it's got to yeah. be fun songs. If this was like five songs to get the crowd going at a wedding, uh, my, my initial thought is Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. I don't know if that translates as well to a jukebox. Yeah. 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 And I'm I'm like I'm 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 headed towards novelty songs in my head. And I don't think that really translates to a jukebox experience either. Certainly not here at well, the end as, of November. <laughs> as we proved, was it last week when we tried to read the Billboard Top 100? We don't know music. No. Like we we don't know you know, certainly not of the last 20 music. years. No, um, just pick pick a song. What is one song that you're thinking? All of? Right, I'm going to put the Monster Mash on there. If I got if I have to choose Fair my enough. jukebox, I'm putting the Monster Mash on there. Um, You said novelty songs, which made me think, of course, uh, of Weird Al, not that he's novelty. Uh, I, I want to do I don't remember the name of the song but his parody of American Pie, which is Star Wars-based. I think that would be entertaining. The Saga yeah, Begins, I yep. believe it is called. So I'm picking The Saga Begins by Weird Al. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Hmm... I'm going to go with Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, since it is topical and tomorrow is Thanksgiving, uh, I'm going to pick a song that I'm pretty sure I will listen to uh, by Arlo Guthrie. Alice's Restaurant. I'm listening to Alice's Restaurant. All 27 hours of it. It's a long song. (laughs) And there are plenty of different live versions that wander off the path. My... My my father-in-law, that is something that is played for him every Thanksgiving. Same at the in-laws. And my in my in-laws, my father-in-law is a um a digital hoarder. And he loves collecting like one-off like recordings from like concerts and things like that. Oh okay. and so like he, so he's got many different versions. Oh, he literally has like 18 million different versions of every song because he loves like that live atmosphere and he must be part of all yep. sorts of these underground groups. Does he, does he buy these or is he flying the seven seas? As oh, a pirate? he's flying the seven seas. I, I suspect. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. There's just no way. I think a lot of this, well, I think a lot of this stuff is not commercially available. Um, so however he's coming by them. He's on the dark web. Your father-in-law is on the dark web. We're all on the dark web. I don't know if I'm on. The I think dark you web. are. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I want uh, the final countdown by Europe. All right, that's a good. That's a good bar song. That's again. That's that. Like, there's 15 minutes before the bar closes. Not that I've ever been in a bar 15 minutes before it closes, but 
you know, Time for Last Call. That's a good song to play. All right, I'm gonna, and then you should pick another one. In the I'm north. gonna pick Sam Cooke, and uh, what a wonderful world! Or not the, not the, not the, what a wonderful world that you're thinking of. I see, yeah, yeah, not that one, agree. not that one, the one about algebra and biology. Don't know much about history. Don't know much by... I like that song. That's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Glenn, the bestest of the besties, coming through each week, just horrific. Hi, guys. This week is more a question for Doc, but DC, feel free to chip in. I was invited to join a Facebook group dedicated to Hammer Horror and was wondering, looking at their catalog of monster reimagines, what are your favorite remakes of the classic monster movies? Not including Godzilla, because that has been firmly put on record and is there any classic that would benefit a reworking with today's effects and technology dun, 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 dun. Glenn I don't know if that's what you were going for Glenn but that's how I interpreted that da 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 Glenn um, that's how I interpreted it hmm do you have you seen any of the old classic like horror movies, like black and white style. Like the Lon Chaney. Yeah, the Universal Monsters. I have seen... I've seen a Dracula. Um, I have seen oh, at least one, if not two, Abbott and Costello meet. Ooh, but I don't think that no, counts. No, that totally counts. Those totally count. Oh, I have. I've yeah, seen yeah. those. Um, I want to say I've seen Bride of Frankenstein, but I might be thinking of Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um. Random, random aside, uh, we were having a conversation in my classroom about what the world was like 400 years ago, talking about the pilgrims and Thanksgiving. Uh, and one of my kids raises his hand and goes, well, there was no color. And I was just like, yep, I probably would have had that exact thought as a kid, too. There was no color because all the movies is written black and white. Um, I want to I haven't seen. Creature from the Black Lagoon. But I feel like, now granted, they did like The Shape of Water, which is a different kind of movie, obviously. But I feel like I want to see that. Some, you know, we don't, ex- we don't know what's in the ocean. We haven't explored everything yet. They, there's room for a Creature from the Black Lagoon style. Creature from the Black Lagoon has always been a, a favorite. And I do think it's an undertapped, undermined uh, character and property. Uh, yeah, I, and I think, you know, today's effects and technology, I think you've hit a real good one there. I think the creature would be an excellent uh, candidate to be updated. I might have also have at one point said the Invisible Man. Um, and I know there are a lot of people who like that remake, um, but I found it to be way too incongruous. Um, it was too serious. Like, don't be wrong, it tackled some very serious subject matter and horror movies that do tackle real life horror can be very good. Um, but if you're going to tackle something like domestic abuse and violence. Like, I just think that, like, the rest of your movie needs to be solid and having it be a, a, a real campy movie about a suit covered in cameras that makes you invisible like there's just a thousand million plot holes like just because the cameras (laughs) make you invisible doesn't mean 
you're silent. If you're if you've got cameras on the bottom of your boots, shouldn't you be making tap tippity tap sounds everywhere you go? Shouldn't there be a predator is, style is disturbance the, as your cameras aren't able to replicate the dust yeah, and there'd be shimmering like, and such. It's just too many was holes. Is the original Invisible Man also silent? Does he not make a sound? Um, I believe he does make sound. Yeah. And like in this movie, like, you know, they have her locked up in an asylum and it's implied that he's there in the room with her. Like he's able to walk down the hallways and like sneak into the room as somebody is opening and closing the door. And yeah, that's not going to work. Again, it's one of those things where I I know a lot of modern horror fans who went gaga for that movie. But I just feel like the seriousness of this of the subject matter just was yeah. not appropriate for the rest of the film. I just couldn't get behind it. Plus, why would you make another Invisible Man movie when we already made Hollow Man and that's the greatest movie of all? I like the old Invisible Man movies. I don't care for Hollow Man. But Hollow Man is more um it's more true to the spirit of the original films, certainly. Yeah. That was one of those movies I bought at like the $2 bin at Blockbuster. Like I owned Hollow Man yeah. for a while. I mean, if you want to talk about the Invisible Man, let's talk about uh, memoirs of an Invisible Man with uh, Chevy Chevy Chase. Eh? Now that's that's a classic. I think that's John Carpenter too, actually. I think John Carpenter directed that. Not a very good movie. Not a very good movie. Um, But honestly, Glenn, I don't think that it is directed by John Carpenter, Chevy Chase, Daryl Hannah, Sam Neill, Michael McKean. Yeah, that's a good. It's cast. not a bad movie. It's just not particularly funny, um, and it is definitely a comedy. So I don't know, but I, we're not allowed to like it. But I remember watching Ghost Dad. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. We're not allowed to like. Not allowed to like that yeah. anymore. But um, I don't know. I think a lot of the Universal monsters don't resonate anymore. So, like, I don't know that I need another Dracula. And, like, so, like, they did no. The Invisible Man, and that went very well. But before that, they've been trying for years to reboot this monster universe. They made a, a terrible adaptation of The Mummy starring Tom Cruise, of all people. Yeah. That was disastrous. Before that, Russell they had Crowe a version of The Wolfman such. with Benicio Del Toro, which also was yeah. not well-received. I can't remember the last time there was a good Dracula movie. Even Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula from 92. I think that movie is interesting for a lot of reasons, but I won't say it's particularly good. Like, I don't, I just I don't think, know that it I works. I think you're forgetting Blade 3. Yeah. Yeah. Cock jungling <laughs> thunder cunt. That is, that is a sequence of words that I learned from that, that is film. That movie. Yeah. We must have seen that together. Oh, definitely. Then. <laughs> yeah, we definitely saw that in the theater. Um, um, I'm I'm looking at the, you know, and I have a question here. Uh they list, you know, this is Wikipedia's Universal Classic Monsters, and they mention Murders in the Rue Morgue, which I know is an Edgar Allan Poe work. Why haven't they started trying to adapt Edgar Allan Poe stories into? Oh, my friend. Have they, have I they, mean, check out Hammer Horror. There's a there's a million Edgar Allan Poe, um, all right, movies from that time period. Certainly less these days, but yeah, there was that was that's what we, that's 
But that's more of what I'm saying, like a more modern day. I think some of that yeah. could work. A modern interpretation of um, the Telltale Heart, perhaps something yeah. like that. And they they've done that not that long ago. There was a movie called um, Two Evil Eyes, I think, in the mid '80s. Forget, I think George Romero directed one of them. It's like it's it's it's, it's a movie with with basically two stories in it and they're both Edgar Allan Poe inspired uh, movies. I think one of them was George Romero. The other might have been directed by Dario Argento maybe? Um, An Italian filmmaker. And those were interesting. They were definitely inspired by Poe. You could see the stories, but updated, you know, to modern times. And that was interesting, but again, not extremely uh, good movies. George Romero, always a better idea man than filmmaker. He's very much a, a workman's filmmaker, if you ask me. Um, but hey, I don't know. I mean, in terms of the best remakes, Glenn, I mean, this again, this isn't universal necessarily, but I think some of the best remakes, some of the best horror movies are remakes. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing, 1982. You know, obviously a remake of The Thing from Another World and one of the best horror movies of all time. Um, the Fly, mid-80s, David Cronenberg remake of the old Vincent Price film. I think that holds up as an amazing uh, body horror uh, piece. Um, but yeah, I mean, those two, I think, in terms of remakes are top, top, top of the list. I'm trying to think, are there any other real good remakes? What do you, you got any lists in front of you? What do you think? Anything else? I'm, I'm not... No, I started looking at Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you could you could have done an entire Saw movie based on some of that stuff. You know, the pit and the pendulum. There's one where they basically like, you know, brick the guy into the like wall of the oh, house sort of thing. And this one almost fits because this is a great remake. Late 80s. Um, the Blob. That version of the Blob was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Real practical effects, real gory, real gross. Um and that's a movie that I think they could remake again. Originally a 1950s film, right? I think if they were to bring back The Blob now, they could have a lot of fun with special effects. But I think they would probably be tempted to go PG-13 with it. Mm. And I don't know that I would personally enjoy that, especially after that 80s Blob remake. Oh, really quite good. If you haven't seen that one, Glenn, I would highly recommend it. Um, Our final email comes from your wife. Mrs. Manson, I only have pies for you. Dear DC and Doc, it's been a while since you've had a baker's dozen worth of emails, and I just wanted to help contribute this week. Wouldn't that be a grand way to meet episode 300? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, besties. Happy American Thanksgiving tomorrow to you and yours. I made a maple walnut pie for the dinner table tomorrow. Fingers and toes crossed, it comes out well. I'll provide an update in the bestie chat later this week. Gobble till you wobble. Mrs. Wen, Mrs. M, actually don't overeat. Gobble till you're comfortably full. How's that? A little wobbling's not the bad end of it. No. I'm looking forward to this maple walnut pie. It's obviously very, it's like a spin on your traditional pecan pie. Um, But walnuts, I, I find that pecans have a natural sweetness to them. Whereas walnuts, sure. I think, are more earthy. Walnuts do not. They're more bitter. Yeah. So I thought, you know, complementing that with the maple might actually help Probably even out. This came from yeah. a, a, a um, 
a baking book that Mrs. Manson was gifted for her birthday uh, from her parents. I'm forgetting the name of the author, Doris something, I think. Um, but regardless, I'm interested to see how it turns out. I think it could be quite good, but um, we will see. We will see. Well, all righty. I mentioned it earlier. Doc Manson, you're not getting away. Um, we do a piece of positivity every single week. But because it is the season of being thankful and being a slightly reflective, I just want to know something. Could be vague. Could be, could be specific. Something or someone you are thankful for this holiday season. I'm thankful for my wife. She's so good to me. I only said that because I know you're going to say that. And I felt like I have to. Not, I had to try actually, to get that in there before you try to one up me. I'm not. I, I people people know how I feel. I don't need to get. I was talking at work today, and somebody made the finger, you know, gagging thing, and I was just like, okay, fine, go fuck yourself. Index okay. finger into the okay so- symbol. Is that with the finger? No, that's a different oh, symbol. No, oh, no, no, oh, 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 different hole. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yes, I love my wife and she's been great this last year, yes. especially, um, you know, I've been real busy this last sure. little track of time here. And I would say I'm thankful for that, for that experience that I've had, um, you know, this past semester getting to teach a course. I think that's been great. Hopefully it opens me up some doors in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing to report there. Um, but, you know, one can hope. You said it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Before the and, holiday. you know, um, Again, I, I I am thankful to have that support in place and to be able to focus the way that I needed to uh, to manage that on top of the rest of what I do, um, I think has been great. So um, I, I am greatly appreciative of that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to pick something not so sentimental. There are many things I'm grateful for that I could be sentimental about. Um, I am grateful for the world. Of wrestling, not necessarily world wrestling entertainment. I watched part of Survivor Series, didn't watch the whole thing, have no interest in finishing the show. Um, but I watched some Impact and I enjoyed Impact. I don't mean to to cut you off here, but on Sunday night, I was just sort of sitting around. I had finished prepping for my lecture the next morning. And I was just on my yep. television clicking around and I said to myself, oh, what's, I want to watch this or watch that. I don't know. Uh, let's open up Peacock. Let's see what's going on here. And I was literally just blindsided. I mean, I had no intention of this. I opened up Peacock and boom, Survivor Series live right now. Cause it was like 805, 810 or something. And I looked at sure. that advertisement and I said, eh, not tonight. <laughs> and I closed Peacock. They almost like there was this moment. I won't say they almost had me, but I was completely blindsided. I was like, "Oh yeah, there is a pay per view tonight," and, I, and there was that yeah. moment where I was like, "I guess I could." Then I was like, "But I have no interest in that," and I turned it off. Yeah, the men's you know the men's Survivor Series match was good. Um, what else was there that I enjoyed? Uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair was quite oh, good, good. I will say. Uh, and then there was a battle royal for pizza. What? The, there was a battle royal, and apparently the winner got pizza. 
Well, you know, I've always said the stakes <laughs> are what matter in wrestling. That's really how you, you know, oh. you get bought in. Food delivery, food delivery. And now I'm going to need some water. It looks like, gosh, is that beef stew? Oh my, he just handed the glass. He, when she listens to this and she hears that you were, is that yeah, beef it stew? Is. That's it's, what it looks like. Looks nice. good. When when she listens to this and she hears that you were grateful for her, she will feel better about the fact that you just she brought you something and you went, well, now I need water. And you handed the glass. You just lifted the glass up and she took it because she's an amazing woman that you don't deserve. Don't. But <laughs> she's wonderful. Um, well, and then I was like. It's like 7 p.m. What are you getting beef stew for? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's 5 p.m. We recorded early yeah. today. Um, but, yeah, you know, I watched Impact. I love that AEW is doing well. I love that New Japan is doing well. Um, I'm sad about Ring of Honor, but it's just there's a lot to like if you're a wrestling fan right now. And if you don't like WWE and I, it's harder and harder to blame you, there's other things you can enjoy. So I'm grateful for wrestling. Even though, you know, we didn't talk about it, even though I'm watching 2001, just watched Undertaker and Steve Austin in a No Holds Barred match from 2001. Seth that was Rollins good. was attacked at Survivor Series or Raw? On Raw. Raw. Okay. So, huh. uh, and I'm, of course, I speak for Doc Manson when I say we are grateful for you. You know, we sometimes, you know talk about the fact that you know we we have a small audience but you are small but fierce my friends oh and we are grateful for you I mean, every and, day and let me just reiterate um if we had no audience we would not be doing this yeah so like you yeah. are an important part of this experience 100 yes. i need um, some sort of motivation yeah. just like i need praise so let's get those emails in <laughs> Uh, but yeah, episode 297, three more to go, and we'll be at glorious, glorious 300. Doc Manson with a mouthful of beef stew. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that? If you'd like night? to have your thoughts right on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. We can listen to our back catalog of episodes at ddtwrestling.com, ddtpod.com, or at your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to get just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and this podcast train chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugging. Ooh, yeah. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. We'll see you next week. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a bestie? Ha-cha-cha-cha. Have some good stew. <laughs>